Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Today, we have with us the artist and the author, Robbie Atkins, the creator of Voice of Soul, which is a card deck and also an app based on the I Ching. Robbie's Voice of Soul app is a perfect tool for anyone who is seeking a deeper connection to develop their intuitive skills. Available on Android and Apple. And we can't wait to learn more about the I Ching and this amazing Voice of the Soul app. She joins us today to tell us all about this. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Good, thank you. What state are you guys in? Are you're in Mountain, right? Colorado. Yeah. Well, I have been in Colorado once. I skydived in a town that was near Denver, so it's five thousand feet. So we went to seventeen thousand feet. So we had to have oxygen in the airplane. And oh, another time, and Telluride, I flew my hang glider off the mountain. I used to be very involved in air sports so i love colorado i've seen it from the air oh you are brave <laughs> well, you know what that's one foolish. thing i just don't think i could do I, I don't know i caught my husband watching like some new series that came out of jackass and they were doing funny tricks like coming out of airplanes and hang gliding and i'm like oh yeah i was literally like i just can't do it i could not do it <laughs> Well, everybody doesn't have to, you know. Oh my gosh. Uh, But I used to watch the hang gliders come off of this huge mountain in Snoqualmie when I lived in Washington. And I bet there had to have been a sense of like, you probably felt like a bird, huh? Yeah. I mean, lots of us, when we're young, we have dreams of flying. And Mm. so, yeah, that's what it's like, especially I remember in Telluride because it's a small town and and we had to land it. We flew off the top of the mountain and had to land in the schoolyard and flying over the small town. I thought, this is like my childhood dream because in your dreams, you're flying around above a town. So yeah, that was very cool. Yeah. Beautiful until you ride. Yeah. I love yeah. it. So yeah. how did you come across the I Ching? Well, it was the 70s and I grew up in Escondido, which is a small conservative little town. Yep. Very Christian. And when I got married and moved to San Diego, I met a friend and she and I just started exploring everything because it was like freedom. <laughs> and, you know, this isn't the devil after all. So somehow we found it together and we used to throw the coins. We used to do it once a week. And then we realized the Chinese calendar is six days a week. So Every six days, we throw the coins. And between the two of us, you know, there's 64 hexagrams. Most of the time, one of us would either get the same one or change to the same hexagram, which was just like, how's that possible? And then during that time, if I was upset, I would use the coins and I wouldn't get an accurate answer. So I learned, you know, at a very early age that being in emotional balance or physical, emotional, spiritual, mental balance, you're going to get the best answer. So then years later, I would walk in this park with my dogs and I got this meditation to do 
to align the bodies. So, and the other thing we did was in the 70s, we journaled, like we'd write down what we got and then we'd compare how it happened in our lives. So that's how the Voice of the Soul app came into being because it's the three parts. It's first getting into alignment, then drawing your message, and then keeping track of it. You have to learn to feel what is accurate and what isn't. It's the only way to do it. No one could do it for you. There's no button to push or software to download. So the more you do it, the better you get at sensing that very delicate sense of, yeah, that's accurate or no, that's not right. So, or I'll follow that or I won't follow that. Do you think that people shouldn't use like divinity tools if they are in an emotional state? They can, but it's not going to be accurate. I mean, what is it dangerous? I don't know. It depends on if you listen to it or not. But um, I mean, my husband was in Japan flying hang gliders in the 70s. And I asked if he was coming home and it said no, but I was in an emotional and it said no. And technically he did come home, but technically right after he came home, we separated. So partly it was true, but I misinterpreted it. I thought he was going to die for sure. So that wasn't healthy. (laughs) Yeah. I just find it's interesting that a lot of people, and and I guess it's similar that like church, it's when they're in emotional state, they seek out God, they seek out church. They, they want to have their cards read. It seems like they're mostly trying to use it when they're wanting answers for some hardship they're going through. So maybe that's, that's not healthy. Well, I don't think it is. I mean, that was a one story that was like, Oh, I get it. You know, there are lots of ways to reach out for help when you're emotionally upset. There's just tons of ways to reach out. I think this is more something that you do routinely. That's why we did it every six days, because then it took it out of emotional state. It just, okay, it's it's Tuesday, so we're doing it. And then the next week it would be Monday, so we're doing it. So doing it on a schedule took it out of that decision to do it when you're emotional. So that was helpful. But there's very few tools that you can use to develop this intuitive ability. And that's why I created this. And then, I mean, I used to have the big thick book and the coins and my little notes, and I had to make a pouch to keep it all in. So when I first did the cards in the book that went with it, then I found a nice little vinyl pouch to keep it all in. But then when the iPad came out, I was so excited because I thought you can do it all on this one device and you don't have to carry around a pouch or whatever. So I did the first one right after the iPad came out, but the guy that did it, did the app disappeared and it went out of date. So I just redid it last year, both for Apple and Android. So, but that's the purpose of it. It's it's a training tool. It's a self teaching tool. That's what it is. So Robbie, you know what I was wondering is listening to you and Mandy's question is that I have found that, you know, whether it's Oracle cards or tarot or whatever, you know, divinity, the energy of however they are is going to show up in the reading. And so, you know, it's like, 
they're asking these questions. I'm like, well, all I see is scattered. (laughs) 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 So like that energy, just reflecting your energy at the present time. And with tarot, it seems, and oracle cards, I guess, I mean, I don't know any divinity that I've actually practiced. If you do things too short amount of time, then it usually just is repetitive, 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 repetitive. And so some believe, you know, waiting at least six months or, I mean, sometimes, you, I mean, the person will get the exact same cards if they, you know, come a week apart or um, even, you know, a month apart. Well, if you get a repeating card, you're trying to get the message, you know, you're not getting it. So it'll keep coming at you until you get it. So repeating yeah. cards is not a bad thing. It's just trying to get your attention. So with my cards, you know, I used to use a Ching, but it, there'd be some negative, <laughs> some pretty bad stories in there. And so my cards are all, there's nothing really negative. There may be stormy sky, which means, okay, things are changing. So energy is changing. So wait to make any decisions until things settle down. But that's as bad as it gets with my cards. But uh, yeah, you do carry the energy of your questions. So sometimes you can say, give me advice for this week or this day, or what should I do about this and that? You know, you can ask a specific action question or a time frame question so you guys are doing it every six days what kind of questions were you asking like i mean you don't have to be that personal but you know what what kind of questions was it like you know that's always a hard thing for me you know when you go see a reader uh well what do you want to know and i'm like i never know what to ask we just say give me advice for this next six days it wasn't was very rarely a specific question course that was 50 years ago so I I have my notes somewhere it'd be interesting to to look at them but so you were using the I Ching for guidance then yes so what's this next week going to be like you know should I be should I be aggressive should I be contemplative I mean that's the car I I draw a card every week and post it on Facebook and uh, my blog And this last week was night sky, which was, you know, if you bring out an idea too soon before it's fully developed, it can get squashed. It can get misinterpreted. It can never come to manifestation. So the message this week was go into thought and think your ideas, but don't necessarily present them to the world yet till they're more developed. So that's the kind of advice. Yeah. So yeah. tell us a little bit more about your cards. Is it a deck? There's Yeah, well, it's a deck. There's 32 cards. Now, I physically used to sell the physical deck of cards. I don't anymore because basically I lost money on every single one I sold because they cost so much to print, you know, in the small quantities <clears throat> that I had. If I'd gone, gotten on Hay House, you know, that's a different story. They have so many decks of cards. But yeah, there's 32 cards, which is half of each thing. There's 64, so it's half as many. But, you know, I, I was given them. I didn't, you know, I was just a channel for them. And and then mess images are all Western civilization kind of, you know, blue sky, birds, trees, symbols in nature that 
are easy for people to grasp. I mean, a lot of the things in the Ching are like hard for the Western mind to you have to study and contemplate and read this interpretation and that. This one, you just like, okay, I get it. Horse. <laughs> some are racehorses, some are plow horses. They're both good. Be happy with your own pace. I mean, plus I've studied Native American symbols quite a bit too. So although there is an owl card and I've learned later that the owl signifies impending death <laughs> if in some native cultures, but I like the owl. Owl is wisdom. Owl is, you know, going inside and seeing into the darkness, seeing what others cannot see because like the owl sees at night. And so that's symbolic of your own ability to see beyond what's on the surface. That's what the owl means to me. So, but I was given them all. So it's amazing. Shanna and I had a similar experience. You know what I want to kind of go back to is you mentioned something that I think a lot of people question, and that is our world has conditioned us into thinking things like this are the devil or that they're evil. And being that you had been raised in an environment that probably taught that as well, what was your aha moment that made you realize that was not true? Well, (laughs) moving away from my hometown and finding a person um, who was of like mind I mean, we did encounter groups. She studied astrology. It was just like, it felt right. It just felt right. So my brother became a fundamentalist minister. So we were like 100,000 miles apart. One of the first things I wrote, I gave to my mother to read. And she said, you know, you talk all around Jesus, but you don't say Jesus. And I said, no, because it carries a whole separate energy that means something different to everybody. So I just want to get the information out without that block or misinformation. So, so I think just finding somebody that was of like mind and being away from my family's influence and, you know, jumping out of airplanes and (laughs) flying off mountains. And it was a very freeing time for me. It was, I was young. Yeah. And you've unfortunately had quite a few hardships as well. You went through some grief. First, you had a divorce, then you lost a husband as well. Yeah. Four years ago, um, he was on a bicycle ride and had a heart attack and he was eight years younger than I. And we've been looking at moving to Arizona and different places. And we had just the day before decided we were going to stay in our house and we're in the process of refinancing it. That was very hard. In fact, he's, <laughs> he was an agnostic, but he loved my cards and he loved mm-hmm. having it on his phone. So when the first version went out of date, he said, well, you need to redo it because I like having it on my phone. Cause he'd be out <laughs> you know, shopping or something and, and he'd draw a card to make a decision about something. And so when he passed, he left me some money. And so last year I thought, you know, it had been three years since he left and he left me this money and then he wanted me to do it again. So I did it. I did that new app, oh, new version for him that. because, yeah. And then last year, my brother, who we were 11 months apart, we grew up like twins kind of. And ironically, he was missing a vertebrae and I had an extra vertebrae. 
And yeah, it's just, I know that we chose what? to be a psychic. <laughs> yeah, we chose to come together. He was a great guy, even though we didn't agree. He was, he was a great guy. So he died last September of COVID because he wasn't vaccinated. So oh, yeah, no. there were two funeral services for him. Both of them had over 300 people. That's how well liked he was. And so losing him has been really, really hard for me. But on the other hand, I probably always put on the brakes a little bit because I say, well, what would Jim think of this? You know, because he was a real fundamentalist. If it wasn't in the Bible, it was blasphemy. So yeah, yeah that was a couple of tough losses for me. Yeah. Do you ever feel like you connect with them? Oh, with my husband. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I have a friend who's a channeler, Marilyn Harper. She channels Adiranda. And ironically, <laughs> Dale, the agnostic, a couple of weeks before he died, he said, you know, I don't really believe that, you know, when you die and go to heaven, your family's there waiting for you. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you know, maybe it's not exactly like that, but I'm in a spiritual book club. And I said, here's this book we read. I'll, I'll get it for you. So I ordered the book and it was sitting on the counter two days before he died. He died. He didn't even hit the ground. He was gone. He just disappeared out of his body. It was his heart. But when I was sitting in the hospital with waiting for the coroner to come, called Marilyn and she contacted him on the other side. And he said, (laughs) he's the only person that called me Roberta because everybody else calls me Robbie. Mm-hmm. Marilyn heard him say Roberta was right Roberta was right so and, yeah and then later that same day he, she saw him with the energy of his father and his sister who had also both passed over so yeah and then when I first moved here I sold that house and bought the smaller house there was a hummingbird that would come every evening and, and be with me and I always felt he was in the hummingbird so I love that I'm so sorry about your brother and your husband. It's a lot of loss. Thank you. So many of us, yeah, are going through that now. I mean, losses all around. You know, we did have an amazing couple from the Netherlands come on to talk about teaching. I don't think I still really got a good grasp what it is. And Mandy and I actually, we hoped that there was cards for it. Remember, Mandy, you and I talking about that? Because I think it's an easier way to learn. Because like you said, it's kind of difficult. You know, this is one of the oldest books found historically um, with religious thought, which I found was really interesting. It wasn't to like the 1700s. Was it like a German mathematician? Wilhelm Baines did a translation of it. And there's a forward by Carl Jung. I need to get like a a big picture of Carl Jung and start kissing him. (laughs) I think literally every single thing, you know, I've been studying the Gnostic Gospels. He was, you know, he even had a Gnostic Gospel. I mean, and now, you know, I I was reading about the I Ching and I see this. God, I mean, this guy is amazing. Yeah, he is amazing. But the actual book that was translated is thick. It's, It's really thick. And there's two versions of it. You read this part. And it'd be difficult to do with cards because you can either use yarrow sticks or coins. I use the coins, you know, so there's six lines that you toss the coins to get the six lines to make the hexagram. If you get six, seven, eight, or nine, 
the two of those numbers are considered changing lines. So it would change from a broken line to a straight line. So depending on what, how you build that hexagram, you can have a changing hexagram. And then that's a whole different story. So that's why it's so deep and so complex. You know, there's people have come up with these abbreviated versions of it. I just dove into the depth of it. It's, it's like the Bible, you know, I mean, you can study and analyze and say, well, does this word mean this or this? Um, <clears throat> but, you know, I think working with the original Wilhelm Bain's translation is the, the best way to use it. If someone wants to use it, I, you know, it's, it's rich with imagery, but they're images more for the Asian mind than the Western mind. So that's why I did my well, can images. We, can we talk about that sacred geometry? It's just been really coming up in my life a lot over the past year. And uh -huh. I've never been interested in it. So it's something that definitely evolved with my soul and, and my awareness. Mm -hmm. And especially the hexagram you know, the Star of David recently, the Merkaba, you know, things like this, these ideals around sacred geometry. Do you have anything to, you know, speak on that? Well, I have more experience with numerology. And <laughs> as an example, the person who does my hair, who isn't necessarily interested in spiritual things, she's just been going through a divorce Every time she'd pick up her phone, it would accidentally take a screenshot. And she kept getting these repeating numbers, repeating numbers. And she'd send them to me and get the same number, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11. She didn't consciously choose that time. But um, so my friend Marilyn Harper wrote a book called Double Digitology. It's, it's about repeating numbers. And so the sacred geometry, it goes back so I'm sure previous civilizations I was just watching a funny movie funny movie last night with Bruce Willis I don't even remember the name of it but this scientist or archaeologist discovers these symbols and you know it, it, it's symbols and so the symbols that I use are more things whereas sacred geometry it requires some study or else people just look at them and innately get, oh, I get what that means. I haven't studied them so much as my friend Marilyn has. There's definitely so there's a higher consciousness. There's a higher order. I believe right. there's For a sure. higher order. And that's just trying to reach us with some balance, yeah. some peace. Maybe it's it's that visual vibration that it holds, maybe. You know, yeah. I don't know. This is what they did back then. <laughs> Everything was around symbols, right? Everything was, right. I mean, you can look yeah. at these alphabets. I mean, it's like the symbolism is insane. Yeah, I have a, another friend who wrote a book. She's a Chinese woman. And she wrote a book about the Chinese characters in relationship to the female body. She wrote a whole book about it. It's very interesting. It, you know, I mean... Yeah, it's we we look to symbols because they're shorthand for what can be very complex ideas. Mm -hmm. So yeah, when you put your voice of the soul deck together, you said it didn't come from you; it was given to you. Were right. there certain pictures 
and symbols or colors that were given to you as well? Well, first I was given the, the word, <clears throat> the, the title of the card and a short what's on the face of the card. And then okay. I went to a book convention in LA and there's a woman who has a, a calendar, Lunation Cycles. And it's a calendar where you do something on the new moon, something on the, on the full moon. She's very nice. And I showed it to her and she said, well, you need to write a little bit more about each card. And I said, well, I don't want to tell people what it means. I want them to intuit what it means to them. And she said, yeah, but people need a little bit more guidance. So then I spent another year and a half. I would only get up in the morning and one of the cards would come to me. And so I'd write about that. For some reason, all of the sky cards came in a row. And so it took me a year and a half to get that all done. And then I started making the images because I'm a graphic designer and illustrator. I called on a few friends that were artists to do a few of the cards so we could get it done. So I'd say to them, which of these cards calls to you for you to make an image for it? So that's how some of them were done. I had a <laughs> strange thing maybe a month and a half ago. Every time I take my dogs to the park, I always ask the angels to come along with us. So there's, cause sometimes the dogs, there can be some conflict and I don't want that to happen. So <clears throat> I always ask my angels, my angels, the dogs, angels, everybody else's angels to be there at the park with us. So this was one I still haven't figured out yet. So I was driving to the park and one of my dogs, they just, they both love to run. And I saw, in my mind, a painting of my dog, Max, running with his angel, which was kind of like a comet above his head running with him. So, but I saw it as a painting and just mm -hmm. a simple, very simple watercolor. So I came home and painted it. Two days later, we were at the park <clears throat> and he's a little blind because he's diabetic. He ran into a log and damaged his leg so much so that we ended up having to have surgery on it. He's still walking on three legs mostly. So it's like, where was the angel and why did I get that painting? And so I think there's a story that'll come out of that. I just have to, I have to trust and wait and see. So how the images came to me for the cards, I, you know, I, I don't really remember. I don't, I don't remember. I just, I've been painting angels lately, but not, not the way you usually see them, more just like balls of energy. That's the way I see angelic energy. I love that. balls of energy. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. That's, yeah. yeah. Shanna and I are the same way. It's like you just slowly piece it all together. Like little things will happen and you know something will come of it. And sometimes I get frustrated. Like, I want to know now. Um, yeah. I think Tell honestly, me. that's, that's what stuck out to me the most. Um, when I was going through your information was that I loved that you and your friend documented every six days. I think sometimes we're so much, we're so busy in life that we forget. So really writing things down. And then the other thing I really liked that you brought up was discernment you know, the feeling, feeling if it's right, feeling if it's wrong. I think mm -hmm. a lot of times people take these tools 
and sometimes might even misinterpret them just like people do with the Bible. And it doesn't feel right, but they feel like they have to follow it or they feel like it's going to happen. And then it ends up causing fear or uncomfortable feelings. So I think that's a really important message to our listeners is that feeling and trusting well, it. Yeah. In fact, in the, the little book that goes with the text that goes with the voice of the soul, I tell the story of, so you get this idea, this download, and you put it in the train and the train leaves the station and the train is going to make it happen. It, you turn it over to the will. The will says, okay, you got this genius idea. Let's move forward with it. But all of a sudden in front of the train, there's a mountain. Well, if you don't change your course, you're going to just smash into the mountain. So you have to kind of keep checking in. It's almost like you become a walking meditation almost like checking in frequently. Well, does that still feel right? You know, or am I pushing against the, what was that book? Don't push the river. So just because you've got something doesn't mean that it must happen. It just means maybe the time isn't right for it. Maybe it's a good idea, but the time isn't right. But it really requires checking in again and again and getting that sense. It's like, well, it felt right yesterday, but today I have some hesitation. You know, <laughs> I've decided I must take a trip to Scotland, for instance. And then I looked at the cost of it because the pound is, <laughs> the dollar isn't very good against the pound. So I, thought today, well, I really want to go, but, you know, I need to, need to rethink this, you know, do I really need to go? And so I think it's important to stay flexible in your determination. Determination is a good thing, but only if it is accompanied by flexibility. Oh, that sounds very smart, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. And so, you know, you, so your app helps people develop this. It is a yeah. intuition development system, which yeah. is based off the I Ching. And mm -hmm. so nobody needs any of the books or the coins or bones or sticks or whatever. Yarrow <laughs> sticks or, yeah. So you can get the app and then you can do what you and your friend did. And every six days be directed. Yeah. And, and the other thing is that you interpret it yourself. You don't go to a reader to tell you what it means because, which is why I was even resistant to writing more about each card because it, you enter a different part of your brain. I mean, you think about an orange, okay, it's a physical orange, but then you think about the concept of the orange tree and what does it mean? That's a different part of your brain. That's a different kind of thinking. And so it encourages people to think in those more intuitive, symbolic ways. And then you do it in your daily life. You don't, you know, you don't have to stop and draw a card. You, you get, you develop the sense and you're the only one that can do it. You're the only one that can do the work. Nobody else can do it for you. So. So, and then your app is, um, there's also guided meditations in a journal and the book yeah. part. And it's the whole system. And the guided meditation is like 10 minutes. You don't have to do it fully every day, but if you do it once and then you, you get to a point of you just touch in to the different body parts. And important thing is to say, well, okay, physical body, 
what do you need today? That's part of the meditation. What do you need? And then listen, does it need to stretch? Does it need to rest? Does it need water? What does it need? And so for each of the bodies, <clears throat> you ask what it needs. So yeah, that the first part is the meditation. And as I say in the book, if you don't have time to do that, just ask to put the sun in your heart, which is another way of you know, getting in touch with your higher self is just to say that simple thing. <clears throat> and then, yeah, so then you draw your card. And then the, when you go to the journal, it automatically puts the date and the card that you drew automatically. So even if you don't do anything, you can always go back and review, but you can also write in it. You can say, wow, that was right on, or no, that didn't feel right. You can so it, it is a complete system for developing your intuition. That's the whole point of it. <laughs> I love that. I love how it marks it too. Cause you know, if you are busy, then it marks it in the journal. So you can go back and fill it in. I love that. Oh my gosh. And I love how you call it a system because you're right. You need all of those things. I love it. I'm so excited for okay. our listeners to try it out. Can you tell our listeners the name of the app and how they can get it? It's called Voice of the Soul, and it's available at the App Store or at the Google Play Store. You just search for Voice of the Soul, and it's $8.99, one-time fee. There's no in-app purchases. It's just that's what it costs, and that's it. Pretty good value. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have great reviews on there, beautiful reviews. I read them, and it sounds like it is easy to use. So is there a website also that is attached to that and to your book? As a matter of fact, I have pillows with messages and framed artwork. And I have a lot of other products. It's called voiceofsoul.org. Just voiceofsoul.org. The app is available there too, but also a lot of the other, because I'm an artist and graphic designer. I'm compelled to make things. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And what is your Facebook page if people want to, I mean, is it open for people to join? Because you said you pull cards on there sometimes. Yeah. It's if you search Robbie Atkins, voice of the soul. And then also I wrote a book about making houses for fairies because it's a long story, but I have orchids that grow in my window and I realized that there was an orchid fairy. So I started making little houses out of paper. And then the Whoa. next year, the orchids would grow towards the fairy house. So I made a bunch of different different techniques of fairy houses. And because I design books too, I made a book out of it because it, it's, a, it's a symbolic invitation to say, nature, I invite you to live with me. Nature, I recognize you. Oh my gosh. I love, love that. Shanna just bought me like these little fairy doors and windows that you put on Uh your TV stumps. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. So you made these paper fairy houses and you said the trees start growing towards it. The orchids every year, the orchids Uh rebloom. Beautiful. They they grow towards the fairy house. I love that. Oh my gosh. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And now it's time for Break That Shit Down. 
I call it, it's time for democratization of the soul. We had political democracy, we've had business management democracy with Dr. Deming. To me, it's, it's time for us to become our own leaders, become our own guides. If there, it's historically, it's time that we each do whatever. It doesn't matter if it's my system or anybody else's. It is time because we can't trust who we listen to on the television, who we listen to in the church, the politicians, none of it. I mean, you can use your intuition and say, yeah, that sounds right. That doesn't. But it's your intuition that decides what to listen to. And it's so important right now because there's so much deception out there. There's just just horrible deception everywhere. And, <clears throat> you know, as light workers, which we all are, we're the ones that will get us through this time into the next level of humanity, divinity. <laughs> I love that message. Be time for you to be your own guide and leader. Amen to that. That's yeah. awesome. Great yeah. message. One of my favorite BTSDs. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. I think it, your message is beautiful and everybody loves an app, right? You get a lot. From yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. I, I can't wait to go on. And I think that that's a very reasonable price for a one-time fee for something that's so helpful and divine and complex and all of it, like all of it. I think that's amazing. So thank you. And thank you guys for doing what you do. You, I love yeah. what you're doing. It's wonderful. Taking it out of the mystery into the light. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you will come back next week. If you like what you hear, don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe. Thank you. We rise to lift you up. Thanks for listening.